Welcome to the Guardian Podcast with Ren Melberg. My name is Harold Nickel. This week, Ren will be discussing the recent troubles Delta Airlines and their customers experienced due to what was described as a computer glitch. It was caused by a power outage. The local electric utility, Georgia Power, said the problem was a failure overnight in a piece of equipment known as a switch gear that affected only Delta. Disagreement remains about how this happened and who was at fault, whether it was Delta's fault or Georgia Power, but it's very unlikely the people stranded because of this outage cared very much, if at all. And Ren, I guess I consider a glitch to be, you know, when the power flickers and the computer restarts, it sounds like Delta Airlines took glitch to another level. Can you tell us what really happened? Well, without, you know, being there, of course not, because, um, you know, I'm only going to have access to the same information as everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, It does feel kind of odd, doesn't it, that such a critical system wouldn't have its own electrical backup? And it also seems kind of odd in this day and age that they wouldn't have an off-site backup. So you think about um, call centers. Like, if you're going to call your bank... You have the primary call center that your calls go to. But if something unfortunate happens, they have another center that they send all the calls. And they are automatically switched over to that center, right? Mm-hmm. right. And to you, the customer, it's essentially seamless. And usually the only time you'd ever know anything happened is if you were on hold with the call center A when something bad happens, because usually your call will get disconnected. Um I shouldn't say usually, it's just actually sometimes it'll get disconnected because uh, in certain systems, the more modern systems, you aren't actually routed to an agent mm-hmm. until someone's ready to take a call. So if you're in that part of the queue, you actually haven't been routed yet, you're not going to, you're not going to notice anything. Right. All of a sudden, some just, something's going to pick up the phone and you're fine. Right. So when we, when we think about systems that are as critical as this for Delta, um, where it's the computer systems that run all of their ticketing mm-hmm. and their scheduling, you'd imagine they'd have some backup to that. And in addition, with the incredible number of acquisitions that they've had over the years, The probably most significant and notable was our acquisition of NorWest. Because NorWest was known for having very strong backup systems for their uh, systems. And because they did have a power outage and they suffered through this, right? So you'd think if you bought that company, you might have retained some of that. Right? Yeah. So that's part of the purpose of an acquisition is to get the best out of the acquired company. So this is why the conversation hasn't gone away. Right? Yeah. And the business community in particular, because everybody is kind of going, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, these are critical systems. Why wouldn't you have emergency power backup? That'd be like a hospital not having emergency power backup. It's unheard of. Right. If you have such critical systems, why wouldn't you have a redundant center somewhere? Right. Especially such a huge organization 
and a company that, like I said, not just bought Northwest, but several other airlines who also have their own systems. So they had facilities. At one point, they had, you know, the ability to have backup systems, but for some reason it wasn't on or they weren't using it. Very strange. And then the other question that's just starting or starting to hear bubble is, if they're so vulnerable to such an easy power, or sorry, sorry, such a um, simple power disruption, what else are they vulnerable to? Ooh, boy, you know what? I mean, I, I never even thought about that, but that is such a good question. Right? Because cybersecurity in particular is a huge problem right now. Mm-hmm. It is on the mind of every single CIO, or it should be. <laughs> yeah. And it should be on the mind of every CEO. And you have to wonder what other vulnerabilities their system has if a switch, one switch, and both Delta and Georgia Powers, you pointed out, are reporting it was a single switch. If one switch could take out their entire system. Mm-hmm. It, it immediately. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would not be sleeping if I were their executive leadership, I I would be terrified because that would tell me there's so many more possibilities out there for other system-wide vulnerabilities. Yeah, like what other single thing do they have holding up uh, entire other networks and and critical pieces of equipment and so forth? Right. Well, our job as executives, especially in IT, is to assure that the system does not ever have a single point of failure. Mm-hmm. And not only do they have a single point of failure, they had a single point of failure that no one seemed to be aware of. Yeah, I mean, the way you've described it, it sounds like um, a real house of cards. And I guess... Yeah, it, no, you I know, and if you can have one... How many more do you have? You have to assume that there are others. Well, I, I think that's a good assumption. And, you know, in getting ready to, to talk to you, and I did a little research, and I read that Delta, and, and to be fair, other airlines have computers and equipment and software that dates back to the 1990s. So is it any wonder the system crashes and it takes 12 hours to reboot it? Could or can agile methods work even with equipment that's that's this old? Uh, and I think saying back to the 1990s, and I and I've heard the same thing, but my personal experience tells me that's being generous. Mm, I really? would say some of the major airlines have systems going back into the 50s and 60s, especially some of their mainframe systems. Um, that said, uh, nice. <laughs> that said, going to the agile part of the question, absolutely. In in and we've talked about this before. When we look at both um, the lean systems thinking, would help us really identify and prevent single points of failure. They also that that entire approach that we get from lean about how we look at the entire system that runs our business tells us how to prioritize it, tells us what level of redundancies 
we need to have, what type of redundancies we need to have, um, especially for critical systems like this. Mm-hmm. Which basically, you know, financial services, let's be honest, because it's so highly regulated, um, the same thing with healthcare providers, they have a lot of the same very strict and very stringent requirements that say certain systems that have a direct impact to patient health, mm-hmm. or in the case of financial services, and to account and financial health inaccuracy have to have in a one hour or less system backup. Yeah. So take that in. It took Delta more than 12 hours uh, Okay. to get back on board. I believe it. I mean, I totally <laughs> right? believe it. Yeah. Uh, and so um, that, that tells us professionals that this wasn't built in. The system thinking wasn't built in. Um, it also so it tells us they didn't have the right redundancies. It also tells us that they may or may not have had the right disaster recovery um, procedures and operations mm-hmm. in place. So what it sounds like is they didn't recover off-site, which is what a standard disaster recovery would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that generally is faster. That's why we do it, because that whole disaster recovery site is, specifically geared to we're going to recover the entire system as quickly as possible and get back up and going, right? Everything we've heard is they recovered on-site with the existing systems, which is almost always slower. I'll leave the door open for exceptions, but anybody who's gone through these exercises now, on-site recovery is generally slower. Mm -hmm. Um, So it makes us wonder, well, do they have disaster recovery systems. We do know they don't have proper business continuity systems. Mm-hmm. And business continuity is if all the systems are down, we can't use our systems, how do we keep the business going anyway? And usually it's, you know, paper forms, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they had to shut down all their flights. That's not a business continuity no system right that's a that's a business stoppage and and that's something that as professionals we're supposed to avoid at all cases the other thing so the other part we talked about lean mm-hmm. the other really important part of this conversation is what we learned from devops okay and devops teaches us a lot about how we think about our architecture um, and how we automate our systems. And automation takes us a long ways to being able to, one, avoid these kind of issues and detect single points of failure, and also in how we recover from them and our ability to recover from them quickly. Because mm-hmm. one of the things that we had is we had a system-wide failure. There clearly in the architecture was not the right level of segregation. And that's something DevOps definitely incorporates and would definitely help the situation. It's good to like know that, that, you know, some of these um, methodologies would be helpful even with equipment that's decades old. Um, but, and I know that everybody that's old enough to remember this knows that in the wake of, of 9-11, the airlines just about went broke. Their finances were stressed, to say the least. But mm-hmm. 
but lately airlines are awash in cash are they they being the airlines are they just not investing enough in it I don't know if they're quite that flush, but um, we definitely get this sense, and we've gotten this sense for a very long time, that there hasn't been an investment from the perspective of being um, really innovative Uh in the airline industry as a whole. So even when we look at something as simple as plane design, we know, like, the design of the interior. We know, because we've had multiple scientists study this and tell us, that's not the most efficient and effective design, right. the way they do it in our planes. Even in boarding procedures, I mean, it drives scientists crazy the way they do boarding, because it's actually the least efficient and takes the longest and most time. Right. So, <laughs> you know, so when we, when we look at really being innovative and being able to take what we learn and then apply it to their own industry. We have not seen this and it's kind of unfortunate, but we haven't seen this from the airline industry probably since the early days of the initial consolidation in the eighties. When we saw, you know, Norwest, or Northwest become Northwest Orient and all that. Right, it was that same time frame. There were other airlines who were also consolidating, um, and we got down to you know a dozen airlines instead mm. of several dozen. Right, right. and it, there was some sort of um, they they just kind of got stuck in in their ways for the large part. There are exceptions, right? British Airlines is an exception. Korea Airlines is an exception. Korean, excuse me, Airlines is an exception. Mm-hmm. Virgin is a notable exception to some degree. Mm-hmm. They've applied some customer centricity. They've applied some um, modern thinking to their systems, etc. But in other ways, they're just like everybody else. They do... Um, you know, beverage and snack and dinner services exactly the same way, even though there actually are better ways of doing it. You know, they're right. just, you know so there's, there's a very, where there is application of new thinking innovation, it's highly segmented and it's limited. But for the most part, there hasn't been new thinking applied to the industry since JetBlue. Hmm. And and I'm afraid to look up how old that blue is. Yeah, um, I'm afraid to <laughs> do much of anything. Learning that their computers date back to the 50s and um, yikes. It's, well, especially uh, when we look at air traffic control systems, when we go beyond a single airline, when we really look at the entire industry, um, all the new technology is in the plane itself. The new computer systems. And that's really being driven chiefly by Boeing and Airbus, Uh um, being very competitive with each other. Um, But, yeah, when it comes to the rest of what's going on, because when you think about everything that keeps you up safely and gets you up in the air and gets you back down on the ground, right, Uh it's more than what's in that plane. Oh, yeah. 
a lot more than what's in that plane. And the plane is surrounded, well, it's fairly modern. I'm going to say fairly modern because the design of most planes is usually about 7 to 10 years old before the plane rolls off because that's the lead time for planes. And sometimes it's longer. Yeah. The larger the plane, et cetera, right? Um, But the most... The most modern is usually in the plane itself, but the systems around the plane are, well, I can tell you, there's quite a few of them older than I am. And like you said, the last big investment was after that first major consolidation in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Yeah, um... And there hasn't been a substantive investment since then. Yeah, it makes me think that their backup is like, a guy with a rotary phone, um, <laughs> or a payphone, um, sitting somewhere, and he's out of quarters. It's that's the way it's. I, I wish I could imitate uh, the dial-up system. You know that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that awful sound. <laughs> when you said that, I just imagined I'm like on dial-up. Trying yeah, to that awful that system. awful modem sound that we had back in the '90s. <laughs> Good grief! Well. British Airways, on the other hand, started using Agile methods around 2010. And after what they described as kind of a period of adjustment, they found, they being British Airways, that the Agile methodology Mm -hmm. did help it to conduct development projects in a way that delivered value much sooner than before. And they now use Agile in around a quarter of all of their projects and they're looking for other places to expand how come delta or other airlines don't learn from british airways and start using agile because it's a it's another industry like we talked about last year the cruise industry right Mm, they're stuck in their thinking and they haven't had anything, and maybe this will be it for Delta, but they haven't had anything that really shook them up and say, hey, we need to rethink how we've been solving problems. Mm-hmm. And we need to rethink what is a problem. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that Delta leadership asks themselves both those questions, and especially what is a problem. Because chances are... The fact that they had a single point of failure really, truly wasn't unknown. Somebody knew somewhere. Oh, sure. And it's extremely unlikely, considering how long this single point of failure has been in place, that it hasn't been raised and it wasn't escalated at some point. Yeah. It just somehow, no one took it seriously. It didn't get the attention that it deserved. Right. And that's just an educated guess because I've just been around this too long. There is no way that no one knew just because of the type of failure it was. Someone knew. And I'm willing to bet more than one engineer knew over the years, and I'm willing to bet more than one engineer tried to get somebody's attention about it. Or they got fired for bringing it up. Probably not. They were probably just ignored. Yeah. That's the more more likely scenario. Well, yeah, yeah, we hear you. That's not that important. We'll get to it later. 
we'll get yeah. to it someday. Or it's so rare. There's the chances of that actually happening are so low that we're willing to absorb the risk. Right. Those kind of conversations. Um, where the this is where being in financial services and a healthcare provider is actually quite lovely mm-hmm. because the guidelines are very neat and tidy. Right. And so there's no question about what is considered a critical system and what isn't. Mm. And if it's a critical system, it can never have certain gaps or it can never have certain, you know, a single point of failure and things like that. You just know. And it's a really easy criteria to go, hey, wait a minute. You just reported a single point of failure. What's, what system are we looking at? Oh, no, that's that's critical. Mm-hmm. We can't have a single point of failure in this system. Or we have to have disaster recovery, and we have to be testing our disaster recovery a minimum of once a year because this is a critical system. In financial services, by the way, it's a minimum of once a year. Um Especially the larger organizations do that disaster recovery test twice a year. Yeah. Because it's it, that important. It's you that do important. not want these things to go down because the wrong system can do, as Delta has learned, extraordinary damage to your business. Well, that's right. And, um, you know, the single point of failure that brings the whole house of cards down. Um, it, it's uh, it's just head shaking um, right. to imagine. So it is, and one of, one of the things that British Airways has benefited from, and a company like Delta put as well, is you have this very some old, relatively static industry. Like mm-hmm. I said, not a lot has changed in a hundred years. Yeah, it's been almost 100 years. Um, Think about that. Really, not a lot has changed in their business model. They've gone through a couple of consolidation events, right? But really, not a lot has largely changed. And one of the things that bringing in Agile to your company does is it shakes up that old way of thinking. It brings transparency and light to assumptions that hurt your business. And it really changes your culture to facilitate the innovation that every industry and every business needs. You know, if we really say, if you're not, if your business isn't busy changing, it's busy dying. Yeah. And a lot of these airlines need to start get getting busy changing because it is very likely we could have additional consolidation. Yeah, it 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 is. Very, very possible. And so, with the time we've got left, Ren, mm-hmm. what do you what do you believe the benefits of introducing Agile to, to Delta Airlines customers would be? The biggest thing is um, we there is an incredible amount of potential for Delta or any of the airlines to really start having true passenger or customer centricity. Mm-hmm. They think putting everything on an app makes them customer friendly and it's like, well, not really. If you aren't talking to us about what's important, then you, you're you not demonstrating that you really care about what it's important to us. And sending out surveys, and I don't know if you ever 
read them. I usually do the surveys after I take a flight. Uh-huh. And Delta is insane about their surveys. I mean, they send it out to almost everybody after every flight. Um, which really sucks if you have to transfer because then, you know, you get two or three surveys. But you read them and the questions in their survey aren't about the customer's real experience. It's about what Delta thinks is important to the customer, oh. not what the customer thinks is important to the customer. Mm. So there's some potential there. And then, of course, we've already talked about the fact that a lot of these organizations, especially the ones with older systems that need upgrades, need to first start with some cultural changes mm-hmm. and how they're thinking about how they do business. Look at our, what we can learn from DevOps. And as far as improving your infrastructure and your architecture and your operations and modernizing it in an incremental fashion mm-hmm. so that you're getting value every couple of months, right? Instead right. of these big bang projects that take years and cost an insane amount of money. Um, yes. Look at lean thinking. So you're looking at the entire system and not just bits and pieces of the system. So that switch that you thought would only take down one non-essential application doesn't take down the entire company. (laughs) These are some really important things, and we kind of chuckle because, well, I do, because Delta's in the news for it. Delta's not the only one this has ever happened to. Uh Delta is not the first company it's up to. They're not going to be the last company that this happens to. But it's an extraordinary opportunity for all of us as business leaders to take a look at our own companies and go, what can we learn from that? Yes. And yes. make it real. Well, that's that's so right. And, you know, hearing you talk about how old this equipment is and the single point of failure issue, I Anybody who who has to travel a lot or a little realizes even more than they did before that traveling just really isn't any fun, um, and even much less so since nine since nine eleven. Um, I hope that they will decide that there's a value uh, that there's still value in customer service, and at least give. Give Agile a try, you know, Ren, like starting with your idea about the, the survey and not what they think is important, but what customers think is important. And take a really hard look, honest look mm-hmm. at their infrastructure and their systems, their architecture. Right. Well, if you've missed an interview lately, what the darn, you can find all of them on Ren's website, which is renmelberg.com. And if you missed Ren's interview with Computer America, which is a radio program she did an interview on uh, a week or so ago, you can also hear that because we've got a link on her website back to the Computer America radio show. Ren was talking about Pokemon Go and cybersecurity, and there's also a white paper on Pokemon Go and personal security on Ren's website, which is free for the asking. Lots to check out at renmelberg.com. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tell your friends and come back next time for another edition of The Guardian Podcast with Ren Melberg. <laughs>